This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. the Total Life Podcast. I'm your host, Gio Grassi. Today, I'm bringing on Scott Leach, head strength and conditioning coach of the University of Rhode Island. Scott, appreciate you getting on, man. So you're getting ready for a speech for the NSCA, right? Yeah, up in, uh, up in Maine. I'm doing the Northeast okay. Conference. So, so what, what are you going to be talking about there? Uh, just modern updates to football training. Like I said, the last time I ran a full offseason was 2019 because uh-huh. 2020 offseason – I was only at Merrimack for like two weeks and then I came to URI and when I came to URI, I was the assistant. So I just, you know, I, I did what I was told. Um, and then even 2020 got cut short. So we didn't get a full off season in, we got pretty close to it. And then I think they went for spring break. So, yeah. And then 2021, uh, I was the assistant again, so I wasn't writing the program, but we were also playing the spring season. So we didn't have a real off season then. So I haven't had a real one since 2019. So like a lot of the things that I do now are different. Um, in terms of like, you know, we, we care more about speed and power numbers and there's some, some new metrics in terms of, um, factoring in body weight. So I like doing not only vertical jump, but I like using a power equation to give our big guys like, okay, you know, like how much power do you produce on your jump? Um, and you put 10 pounds on this off season, was it a good 10 pounds? Right. Well, like if your jump stayed the same, then yes, it was a good 10 pounds because you put a 10 pound weighted vest on and you're still jumping the same. But if you can't jump as high, like ways to look at it. And we do the same thing with speed numbers. So if we do a fly 10, um, obviously our skill guys like to know, like, you know, convert that to miles per hour. Am I, am I hitting 20 miles an hour? Am I hitting this? Am I hitting that? But even for our big guys, we convert it to, um, oh man, it was a high school coach, Garrett something. I'm going to think about it and come back to you on that. Okay. But he had a he called it the hit stick score, which is just momentum, right? Which is your body weight and your speed. So we'll take our fly 10 time and then we'll, we'll factor in body weight and we'll come up with a little hit stick score of like okay. how you're going to hit somebody. So if you're 200 pounds and you run 20 miles an hour versus you're 230 pounds and you run 20 miles an hour, who's going to hit harder versus 230? So that gives you a way to kind of compare um, across the entire team, but also I use it a lot for position, like offense versus defense. Uh, so like I have, I have some freaks out there. That like I have a 300 pound D lineman that can run a 106 fly 10. Nice. <laughs> like, Jeez. At, at 106 at three something like that's straight meat stick power. Like it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. Um, it gives those guys like, yeah, like I do want to run. I do want to see, I want to see what my hit six score is. I want to see that going up. It's one of those things like, you know, your your speed may not go up from week to week or if a guy comes in, like we said, he starts out as a tight end and he eats his way into, you know, a left tackle spot. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, you're not going to get faster if you put on 40 pounds, but look at your hit stick score. That's going up. So um, that's the first part of it. And then a lot of it is, is I changed a lot of what we do for drills. Um, got away from like kind of the, the stereotypical, like, all right, we're going to work on March progression, things like that. And we tried to add in, at least one football drill every day. Um, okay. It was me just being at practice, taking notes on what they wanted uh, or what drills they use on a typical day. And then how do we give them a taste of some of those off-season drills before the season starts? So um, I saw a lot of drills um, for like max velocity day. I stole a lot of our special teams drills. 
of like, okay, you got to run down. You have to avoid the first guy. You have to make contact with the second guy, track the third guy, and then, you know, tag off on the hip. Um, changes direction day was a ton of like one-on-one evasion drills in the box. Um, a lot of tracking drills for our defensive guys, you know, our, our O-line pretty much did like their O-line indie drills. So giving them a taste of that. And then also the contact prep stuff that's starting to become more popular too, um, is another piece So you know, I had just, I was like, oh, let's try it out. I don't know if I'm going to like this in 2019. Whereas now I'm like, I can't believe we haven't been doing this and I wish I'd started doing it a lot sooner. So, okay. It's all the, you know, like, what was I doing then? I'm not saying any of that stuff was bad, but like, here's a lot of new wrinkles that, you know, especially I like to think this conference ends up being a lot of high school coaches too. Like I think a lot of high school coaches need to start introducing some of this stuff into what they do. So. Yeah, no, no doubt. I like that, man. You, you want to keep talking about that stuff, man? That's interesting stuff right there, man. Where, wherever I, you want to go with it. Dude, I, I love hit stick power. I love that because what, what I got going on with my guys, like at the end of the day, I'll, I'll you know, try to report, you know, cheetah of the day with skilled guys and, you know, I have Rhino of the day with the big guys, but I might, I might get that, uh, hit stick score stuff going on, man. What's your, what's your equation for that? You said it's, it's speed and, and body weight. It's, it's speed and body weight. And you gotta, you gotta factor in, you know, you gotta do your, um, I'm trying to find the guy right now. You gotta factor in like in kilograms. You gotta figure out the miles per hour. Um, yeah, I'm gonna find it for you. I'll send it over. No, no Garrett, doubt, man. Garrett Mueller, high school football coach and strength coach. And he it was on um Garrett Mueller, okay. Garrett Mueller. It was on the track football consortium, TFC. It was one of those presentations. It was one of those things like, like, yeah, you know, if I pick up one thing, this is great. And it was that that little hit stick equation. I'm like, yes. Because then I can rank the entire team. And I think that's you know. You know, all this rank record published stuff. I think it's great, but you also need a factor in body to make it a little bit competitive for everybody. Yeah, no, no doubt. What um, so I want to take a couple steps back because you mentioned something with your offense line. What did you say? Um, contact prep. Contact prep. Yeah, talk about that a little bit, man. Because that, that that's like this is all like interesting stuff to me, man. I like this. Yeah. Stuff. So I've seen a lot of this stuff from uh, Andy Ryland over at USA Football. Okay. Uh, you, you know, he was a rugby guy back in the day, and now he teaches a lot of education stuff. Uh, for USA football in regards of contact prep and then tackling. If you think about it, the last time these guys put pads on is probably sometime in November. And, you know, if you're lucky, early December, right? Mm-hmm. And we go from not getting each other's personal space, not colliding with each other. And then we just go, all right, put some pads on after three, four months apart. And let's just start banging shoulders again. And uh, what ends up happening? People end up being sore that first week of, you know, it's you didn't even go that hard, but like your neck, shoulders, like just achy. And there's a there's a physical cost um, to colliding with people. Mm-hmm. And besides the physical, there's a lot of skill that goes on in that, like not just hand to hand combat, but like what goes on in a tackle where you're engaged and you need to shed that tackle and you need to track it with your eyes at the same time, and then you need to go make a play. Um, I can do all the speed work in the world, but a lot of that stuff starts chest to chest and then you got to come up with a plan from there. So we actually did a lot of our um, early off season. We had maybe one day of tempo runs or, or a on feet type of conditioning. And then we'd have another day that had a, a lot more of the contact prep, which could be simple as, you know, I've got an underhook and an overhook and my partner has the same thing, or we could go kind of shoulder to shoulder, lock arms together. And we're fighting to, you know, I'm trying to push you off this line. You're trying to push me off this line. And, you know, it might be 10, 15 seconds on 20, 25 seconds off. And we're just, we're just 
getting physical and getting used to that feeling again of like, okay, yeah, you're going to bump and collide. We're not going to full blown tackle each other. Um, but we got to be okay with like, Hey, where do you put your head? Like, how do you get your shoulders spinning? We did a lot of hand stuff where it's like, okay, you are going to hand fight, fight for inside control. If he gets inside. Now you work and you get inside or even, um, you know, I'm going to grab your wrists. You're going to grab my wrists and we're, we're both fighting to get control of two wrists because a lot of times, especially for our big guys, it's about getting hand control and things like that. Mm-hmm. Even, even just getting comfortable blocking, get used to it because what happens when you go to practice? Like half the drills you do are going to be involved in that. So right. you need to, like as a strength coach, I think you need to give them a taste of that. The first time they do it can't be after four months off. Like you can do all the speed and power stuff in the world, but you know, I think there's something in that, in that six inch zone of like, Hey, we're going to collide and let's be comfortable with it. No, nah, no doubt, man. That's genius. You came up with this stuff on your own. That's pretty clever. No, like I said, Andy Ryland is, is like Ryan, the, that's right. The USA oh, USA man. football guy. Yeah. He's he's all he's all over Twitter, um, Instagram as well. He's the man. So and he's super approachable, super easy to talk to. Um, I think I shared like one or two clips, and then he he shared it on Twitter. Next thing I know, I have like six thousand followers. So I was like, this is great. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, out here, he's out here throwing me free clout. I got to appreciate nah, that. No doubt, man. Getting famous off a of retweet. That's dope. <laughs> but we thought we even um, like some of our football drills. We talked about in a, a simple acceleration drill where um, let's practice some of the stuff that are, are, especially with our defensive coaches, they talked about, hey, I want to see somebody take long steps. You know, they call it long stride. I want you to sprint hard. But then as you get closer to tackling somebody, you need to shorten your stride up. And then they also talk about, hey, when this guy gets closer to tackling somebody, he needs to know where his teammate is and they both need to put their inside foot up. So one, I need to go talk to our sport coaches and say, like, how do you want me to teach this? What are the words you want me to use? Like long stride, short stride is a phrase they use all the time. So I need to use that. But then also, how is this drill supposed to look and how can I make this drill look better? So they they actually show we pulled it up on on the on the um, we use DB Sport on the clips. They're like, this is how this drill looks. I was like, okay, I can see how this is like an easy way to add this into an acceleration day because you go around the cone, it's a 10-yard burst, and then bam, you're right there at the, at the collision point. So um, I started sharing some of those drills of like, here's what our football coaches asked me, like, can you find a way to incorporate this? And I found a way to incorporate it. And then uh, he was like, no, dude, this is great stuff because, again, if you give them a taste of the things they have to do in spring ball, it makes it a lot easier for them. And then at the same time, one, it's a football drill. So they're going to be fired up to do it because it's like, yes, this feels like football instead of just like, all right, Hey, we're going, you know, a March, here we go. Um, yeah. not so don't do those things. We still had a station of um, mechanics and technique work, but adding a little taste of football just makes it that much better. Now that's, that's, that's cool, man. I was just about to ask you if you, if you have the uh, position coaches help you out with that stuff. Sounds like you do, man. That's pretty cool. That's I def- actually, I actually, I did not have them. Um, for most of the off season, it was just okay. myself, um, my part-time guy, I got bumped up to full-time Sam Greenfield. And I had this phenomenal intern, Christian Napolitano. He kills me cause he wants to be a chiropractor. I'm like, dude, you're a strength oh, shoot, man. He's like, no, I'm going to chiropractor. He's already in chiropractor. He's going to chiropractor school. I'm like, dude, you're messing up right now. But you know, so he's a phenomenal. So we had three stations going where I was doing like um, the football thing. My guy Greeny was doing the technique work for the day. So if it was acceleration, he was hammering that max okay. direction. We're kind of working a, a strength, you know, it's a classic strength coach kind of position and, and work there. And then um, my guy Nappy, he had all the med balls and pliers. So he was hammering that over in the third station. So we okay. did that. 
and last like two weeks or so, the coaches want to come in and do their match rolls and things like that. And, you know, that's fine. They step in and I kind of, I kind of fade back and let them do their thing. But yeah, it was, it was, the fact we didn't need, you know, we had our three stations, we had good work and we didn't need to get, you know, a whole bunch of other coaches involved. So that's cool, man. How, how, how do you progress that? Like week by week, like where, where do you, when do you start in your all season and kind of when do you cut that off? Like, do you, we, still, do you still kind of, like, progress it through, like, mat drills? Like, obviously, mat drills can be, you know, a little physical depending on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, so we started a little later than I would have wanted to. I wish we kind of came back early January, but we kind of came okay. back when we started. Um, so we had about eight weeks total. Coaches came in for weeks – no, seven seven weeks, and then we had a week after spring break. So um, coaches came in for week five, week six, week seven. Um, so the first five was all me, and we started with – smaller drills, smaller spaces to work with. A lot of it too, it was snowing out. So we're stuck in our indoor track, which isn't bad, but you know, it's not ideal. Um, mm-hmm. but hard to make cuts and things like that on it. So we did a lot more um, closed spaces. And then probably by week three, week four, week five of the off season, we were able to get out on our turf and really open it up. So then you start seeing some larger drills. Um, you know, you see our, our fly tens go from a five yard buildup to a 15 to a 20 yard buildup ultimately. Um, and then you start seeing, you know, our conditioning started out with a lot more of that contact prep and maybe some easy tempo runs. And then we progressed to a little bit, a little bit more intensity and, you know, a little bit shorter rest, knowing that they were eventually going to probably do some mat drills. Um, so just get them, you know, I don't want them dying the first time they do mat drills. I want them to understand like, Hey, like, you're going to be able, you're going to be able to survive it. Um, not a huge believer in them and things like that, but I think, you know, I, I get why they're there. I understand why a coach would want to do them. So mm-hmm. I had to get a little bit ready for that. Okay. And you, you keep this contact stuff going on throughout the summer as well, or do you kind of like ease off a bit and. Oh yeah. We're back gonna, in? We're, no, we're definitely going to, you know, we start small. You start with um, you, even like if you're not ready to do the contact prep one-on-one, like at the high school level, you may not feel comfortable doing that. Bear crawls is another fantastic option because you're, you're loading that shoulder every single step you take. Um, but with our guys, yeah, we'll definitely do some contact prep more for um, more for the big guys, but we'll do it with everybody for some easier conditioning. Um, the other piece that, you know, again, this guy, Andy Ryland is a beast. Uh, we were talking about this is I didn't do enough of it was med ball work for, for our big guys, for our offensive and defensive linemen. Cause if you think about the number of times they have to punch somebody, and absorb that punch in a practice, it's probably a hundred plus times. Oh yeah. So we should have been, I, in my opinion, I think we should have been doing more med ball work, more maybe extensive med ball work mm-hmm. just to get that volume of throwing a punch and also receiving that punch. Every time you catch that med ball, you have to absorb that blow. Um, so that's one thing we're going to do a lot more in the summer is a lot of extensive med ball work, um, especially for our big guys. So some early conditioning might be contact prep over here, and some extensive med balls over here. And then we're going to flip the drill, you know, something like that. And then as we need to build in a little bit more running volume, um, we can cut down on some of those things and then build up the running volume as needed. So still okay. thinking about, you know, I'm not, a, you know, 100% on what we're going to do this summer. I have the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things, like, until the last second, I'm always I'm like, what else can we do? One more thing. <laughs> It's a, I'm the same way, man. It always comes out to that last second where I'm like, wait, we, let, let's add this one more, you know, tidbit right here, man. This is what we need, right? This is the tissue prep stuff right here. That's good stuff, yeah. man. It's, it's good how, how you got it all like 
I don't, I don't want to say planned out because because you already know what you're doing, but it's like you got the foresight of like, hey, this direction we're going into, this is how we want to kind of attack this thing. Man, that's pretty cool. But contact yeah. prep, yeah, something I never heard of. You know, something that I mean, I've heard of guys doing like um like Martin Rooney back in the days. Always showed me videos of him with the Jets doing um not MMA stuff, but like grappling techniques and stuff like that with a defensive line. So I mean, is that you you do the same like type of stuff, or is it more just football oriented, not like MMA fighter type of oriented stuff? Yeah, I I just. I go back to like, it's either a football drill that they've done before, like a a full drill, something done before Um, inside, outside hands is something they've done before, or it's super general. And I don't need to be super coaching intensive, especially if we're going to do it for a conditioning piece. I don't want to have to go around and and coach up, you know, Hey, we're working on hands. We're working on this and that. No, like if, if we're doing a conditioning piece, it's shoulder to shoulder. I'm trying to push you off this line. You're trying to push me off this line or, you know, hip to hip. And we're both fighting for control. Um, one of my favorite ones we did was just one guy pretty much bear hugged the other guy. And then the other guy had to try to lock his arms down like that. And uh, the bear hug guy was trying to push him backwards, right? It's, it's literally a tackle. You scoop him and try and push him back. And the other guy had to anchor down and not get moved. And our guys were absolutely fighting each other about it, like in a good way. And then, you know, <laughs> the fist didn't come out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about effort and exertion, and it's a it's a different type of strain. Again, that's why you know once I started doing, it, I'm like, this is this is exactly what they need. It's such a different type of strain than anything else. Uh, you know, you can do all the running in the world, but at the end of the day, football is about moving another body out of your way so you can do what you want to do. Um, right, uh, no doubt. Yeah, you you do similar stuff with your skilled guys too. I, you you might have said it, but I might have missed it. Yeah, I mean. I'll just probably do a little bit less of it. Um, okay. But we'll still mix it in with them, yeah. Okay. Any sport, even like a like you don't have to do go as crazy, but I see the benefit of using it for like soccer, for example, where you get your partner and you're both on the line and you're just fighting to get, you know, you're trying to control the line, they're trying to control the line, and just get comfortable bumping into each other and stuff. Don't let it be a, you know, the first time you do it is a game and you're like, ah, you know, I'm scared of getting in there and making contact. No, but like we're used to bumping people, like, I'd be a big physical soccer team. Let's do that. Let's not, let's be, let's be confident in contact. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're right. I think we're, that's where like most of the, you know, sudden injuries happen, especially like in the NFL level. And I just want to talk about NFL just because that's, that's where you see it the most. It's, it's marketed the most. And these guys go away for X amount of months. They come back for camp. Boom. You know, guy goes down week one of that training camp. Boom. More guys go down week two training camp, but only the strong survive by then, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, same thing in college. I mean, we see it. You know, all across the nation, a guy, guy goes down with some type of, you know, whether it be an ACL or soft tissue injury. You think that's because they're just not prepped up for the physicality of contact or is it just you think like sudden volume? Because you know, coaches are all guilty of sudden volume. Strength coaches are also guilty of sudden volume in training. You know, I think I think a lot of the, the non-contact stuff in particular is either you didn't prep yourself enough. Okay. Prior to, to that shift in workload, because that's that's how August is for any football college or pros is is that August just sucks man it's hot it's as hell massive shift in how much work you're going to do and it's like yeah I only get eight hours a week and, and we're going to go eight hours a day with these guys like yeah. how like how am I supposed to prepare them for that right um, right <laughs> it's it's prepare them as much as you can and then and and this is what we started last year is like have more conversations about how much we're doing um, I feel like I feel like back in the days crazy. like when I played ball I feel like less guys got hurt with two a days for some reason, I don't know why. I feel like now it's just like one practice. They got to, you know, fi- like not even fine tune. It's like just put everything into one practice versus, hey, you got two practices to play with, you know? 
Well, well, back then you knew you were doing two practices a day, so you weren't going yeah. all, all day. You were you were cruising at 75%, just trying to survive because you're like, all right, I got another three-hour practice in the afternoon. I'm not going to blow myself out in the morning here and be trashed by that. So nobody was going as hard, you know? And I've yeah. met some people who were going hard and all that. I, don't get me wrong, but deep down, your brain is like, dude, you got another practice later. Put some right. in the tanks for later. Whereas nowadays, it's like these, these kids are have more horsepower. They're stronger. They're faster. You got to, I don't know, you got to treat them a little bit more. I'm not going to say gently, but like just manage them better. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take care of your Ferrari like you would a Ferrari. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a Ferrari. I was a, a beat up Honda Civic or something. <laughs> yeah, put 200,000 miles on me. No problem. But Ferrari, man, you got to take a little better care. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, let's, let's talk about where you've been, man. Uh, so Scott, you've been, uh, you played at Springfield, right? I played at Springfield. I played against your man, Joe Gilfeder. And then you played we played against him. Okay. I did. We, we looked at the film one time too, and uh, we played each other twice. And we only had one head to head collision. I'm not going to tell you who won that. You were, <laughs> but we had a, uh, and then we ended up coaching together at Springfield as well. I stayed and got my master's there. Um, and then okay. you know, so he came to Springfield and, and we GA together at the same time. So. Um, it was at Springfield. Awesome time there. Like I said, from 2010 to 2015. Um, it's one of those things like, I, I, you know, I grew up in Rhode Island and I wasn't a big kid. I wasn't a good football player, but at Springfield, you don't, you just gotta be tough, uh-huh. <laughs> run that triple option. So I was lucky not. That was oh, the yeah. only, I went to places they were like, I was a 230, 240 pound, you know, solid kid, but not, not anything special. And they were like, hey, if you put on another 40, 50 pounds, you can play, you know, play here. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm already fat. Like I don't need to be 290. Like, look good. Well, tell me that. So then Springfield was like, no, you're good. Just the way you are. And uh, it was one of the best decisions ever made. I didn't realize it at the time. Um, it's one of those funny things. I actually applied for their athletic training major. Cause I thought that meant training athletes. Um, okay. Yeah. So we have a really good athletic training program. Uh-huh. And I was lucky enough to get into that. And then I went and met with the head football coach at the time, coach along. Um, who's a legend over there, but he, you know, he's retired now and I'm sitting in his office. He's like, why do you want to wait for people to get hurt so you can treat them and take care of them? You're just hoping somebody gets hurt. And I'm like, Oh, this is not the major. This is not what I want to do. <laughs> and I got to like lie to him. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just really care about people's health and safety. And I get in the car. I'm like, mom, we, we messed up. We're in the wrong major here. We got to look. And I'm looking through the booklet. Like what other majors do they have? And they had exercise science. And I was like, yes, okay. that's what do <laughs> so um i had a blast there and then and then after that got my first full-time job up at merrimack college um with coach kamal no springfield grad um mike kamal and, and mike vaughn who's the hockey women's hockey over there um i was there from 2015 to 2020 uh, i was in charge of football basketball baseball track and field women's across you name it so um that was that was an absolute blast that was a great time there and that's like you know that first full-time job you're figuring it out of okay, I I can put a whole system together. I can put a four or five year plan together. Because um, in grad school, you're only there for a year or two, so you're just trying right. to out and be like, all right, do I like this? Do I like this sets and reps game? At least I was there. I I could see somebody come in. I actually had a this guy said Gillette. Let's see if he listens to the podcast. He um said Gillette. What a said name. Gillette, baseball guy. Yeah. Okay. He started training in high school in the summer. He'd come in and and uh, I'd train him in the summer. Uh, and then he actually committed to Merrimack and ended up playing baseball at Merrimack. So I got to coach him for like the whole time I was there from high school. And then, you know, I left, he was a, he was a junior. So, huh. and then in 20, 
yeah, 2020, in January 2020. Um, a job opened up here as an assistant. Uh, and I'm like I said, I'm from Rhode Island. This is my backyard. So I was like, oh, my God, let's do this. Let's go home. Um, and the head strength coach at the time, Rich Johnson, another Springfield guy. So <laughs> all my connections come in full circle. Um, he was actually my strength coach my freshman year at Springfield. So I was like, oh, dude, snap. Okay. full circle. So he was like, yeah, let's go. And uh, I got the assistant job here. When I first got here, I was in charge of baseball, women's soccer, volleyball, track and field. Um, and, I, you know, it was great. The only thing I missed was, like, being in charge of football. But I was like, all right, it's okay. I'm still working with football. I'm still here every day. Yeah. Um, that happened. And then pandemic happened. Obviously, I got to go sit at home and, and do zoom workouts and things like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of people had a tough 2020, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I had a really good 2020 ended up, uh, like I said, moving back home close to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up proposing to my girlfriend, now fiance at the time, Aaron, Aaron Kaminsky. Let's see if she listens to the podcast. I'm just going to <laughs> just start giving shout outs. We're gonna have to tag them all on Twitter. Too. I will tag, we'll tag everybody. Um, <laughs> so she, she, and I, I love her. She's my, she was my sugar mama for a while at my first job. Cause I wasn't making, I wasn't making a lot. And uh, when we moved in together. She was like looking at my finances. She's like, how do you pay the bills each month? I'm like, ah, you know, it, you know, next question. Like, here we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she was like, let's do it. Let's go to Rhode Island. Let's, let's jump on board. And uh, she started her own business as well as a wedding photographer. So, oh, nice. and seeing her, you know, executing on this dream and, and, and being a badass business owner that she is. Um, I was like, yeah, we, we gotta get married. Let's do this. So proposed in 2020 and then we bought a house and we got a second dog. So it was like, Hey, let's do everything we can this year. Cause we got nothing else going on. So 2020 was good. And then, uh, rock through 2021. And then this past summer, so summer 2021, um, the head guy here left, he went up and, uh, got a new job down in Texas. Uh, forget the school off the top of my head. Uh, but that opened a spot for, you know, the head coach position, to, to be there. And I, I had to apply and it was one of those things. It was like, man, like I, I am the right guy for this job. Like I'm, am I losing my mind? Cause they keep bringing everyone in to interview. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to keep training these guys. Like I was, I was doing the summer, summer for football. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just training these guys hard. Like they know, they know the truth. Like I'm not worried about it. And uh, lucky enough, I got to take over and be the head guy here. And then uh, yeah, this past year has been, has been a whirlwind because we pretty much had to get a whole new staff of uh, coaches. So I ended up getting my guy, Mark Zubicki. Um, we actually coached together at Merrimack back in the day. He was the head strength coach at Stonehill. So I offered him a, a pay raise and he went from 26 teams down to five. So he was like, Oh yeah. Hey, less teams get to go home and see my family. And he wouldn't have to move. Um, Cause I knew where he lived and I'm like, dude, it's the same commute. Um, so he's like, heck yeah. And he's one of those guys. He's a nice, you know, it helps me to have somebody who's been a head coach on staff. Uh-huh. Hey, I want to, I want to execute this, 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 and this. And he's like, all right, well, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to jump through this. He's got a lot of experience. Um, he's one of those guys, like he won't let me settle. You know, if I'm like, Hey, we just got this, you know, I'm trying to purchase this. I'm trying to get, and he's a guy that'll stay on me about, you know, keep fighting for those things, go back and have another meeting, keep pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need guys, you need people like that in your corner. Um, and then we needed, we needed one more person to fill our, our part-time role at the time. And one of the things I fought for is as soon as I became the head guy, I was like, I need that person here. Cause it was a nine month contract. It was weird. It was September to May. I was like, I need them, I need them here in August. I need somebody in preseason. Um, so we ended up getting Sam Greenfield, who is a, uh, he's an, another Springfield guy, but he did his master's at BU. He's a, he's a Rhode Island guy as well. So 
I was like, dude, do you want to, you know, be in Rhode Island, be close to home? And, and I didn't, you know, I couldn't guarantee it, but I was like, I'm going to fight to get this thing bumped up to full time. So um, it was one of those things like he was like, yeah, let's do it. And, he, you know, I took a chance and I'm like, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to help you get a better job in a year. But hopefully this turns into a full time thing for you. And uh, not easy to do that. You know, a lot of conversations. And I think one thing that helped us out was that we actually got the athletic director and uh, the school president to come work out in the weight room three days a week. So, oh, nice. Um, there you go. They actually got to see my guy Sam coaching every day because he had he had the first team in the morning. He had men's golf. Um, so they would come in and they're over in the corner knocking out their workout. And then they see him coach up the golf guys. And every time I go up there and I'm like, we got to fight to get this guy full time. They're like, yeah, no, we see it. He's a great dude. He looks like he's coaching hard and all that. So that happened. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're keep pushing. We got a, um, a technology, I'm not going to call it grant, but we ended up getting 10 tendos. We have 14 racks in total. We already had a couple of tendos. So we ended up getting one for every rack. Nice. And just an overall, a little bit more commitment to like, hey, we're trying to do some things here. We're not just, we're not satisfied. We're not settled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, move the needle. Just time. Yeah. Know, one year at a time. One year at a time. You know, especially at the that's, smaller schools. You know. That's the that's the thing. I'm like, I'm I'm here for the long haul. Like, I'm a Rhode Island guy, born and raised. It's gonna take a lot to get me out of here. Um, but I'm also not gonna be the person that gets a couple things and then it's like, all right, I'm I'm satisfied. Like, no, I'm I'm gonna be the the squeaky wheel that just keeps squeaking until I, you know, get the entire world and get everything I want. Right, we, you, bro. we joke about it. I'm trying to build an empire over here. It's one of those things I want. Maybe it's a Rhode Island thing of having like a little chip on your shoulder, being the small state and, and being a little bit disrespected. But I, I want to put Rhode Island on the map, um, not just our athletic programs. Obviously, I want to see our athletic programs succeed. But I long term want to be the place where, you know, hey, I got to go do my senior internship. Right. Let's go try. Like, let's do that. Let's go there. Let's learn from them. That's what I'm trying to get to. Now, it, listen, it sounds like you're getting there because I remember when I was at Fordham, you know, Gil, Gilford always, you know, talked about you and stuff in, in great ways. And, you know, you sounded like, you know, you're on that same level with Gilford. It was like he's trying to set the um, empire out there in, in the Bronx. You're trying to get one out in Rhode Island. Listen, I'm a Jersey guy, man. I'm a North Jersey guy, but I'm down at the Jersey Shore now. I'm trying to get the empire out here. So it looks like we're going to have to battle for the uh, Northeast Triangle. We're getting going up here, man. It's going to be a dog fight. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> Now, awesome stuff, man. What um, what stuff are you trying to like make pushes for? Like, you got the ten tendos. What else are you trying to get? Uh, so one thing we're we're gonna add women's across. Um, I'm trying to think if it's 2023. I think we're hiring a coach 2022. Okay. I think the coach hires the staff in 2023 and starts recruiting, and then they play their first season in the spring of 24. I might. I might be right. I might be wrong on those years, but it's something. It's a long term plan. We're not just gonna say, "Hey, we got women's across next year." Um, but part of that plan is to hire another strength coach. So that's, that's one thing I want to do is, is build that out. Um, let's get one more full-time around staff. Um, and then there's, there's other, there's other things like there's never been uh, a summer camp here to raise some money for our staff. Cause you know, I love our guys and I want them to, to get paid. You know, and it's one of those things I can go up there and complain all day. Oh, we don't get paid enough. We don't get paid enough. Okay. Um, or I can just figure out a way to solve that problem and keep, you know, I can keep advocating for our guys, but at the same time, what am I going to do in the meantime? So we worked out the process of, of getting a high school summer camp put together. So we're going to start that up um, and get that going this year. And that's one of those things we, we haven't had a lot of um, attention. Maybe this weight room is uh, it's a huge weight room. If you ever see pictures of it or things like that. I did. You know, what, what's, what's the size visit. of the weight room? What, what, oh, I, 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 I think we play you guys there 
this year. I'm not, not yeah, you guys, sure. I don't remember. I, I know we're playing. I don't know if you're coming up to us or not. But. No, if, I, if, if we do come up, I definitely want to see that weight room because the pictures look great, man. I've seen videos up there. They, they look awesome. It's it's a huge room. Like I said, eight years old. It used to be the bath, like a basketball practice facility or something like that, or a rec oh, gym. Okay. So massive high ceilings. We have a 30 by 10 turf on one side and then the same oh, amount with 14 racks on the other. So it's one of those things we've never had a problem. Um, like we'll train the whole football team in there at one time if we need to. Um, we can train multiple teams in here at one time if we need to. If we have makeup lifts and things like that, it's not hard to give them a rack and still have a whole team training. Um, the, the, re- the space is not an issue. You know, it's yeah. you know, like, hey, there, there hasn't really been a ton of investment since this place was built eight years ago. Like, let's get a fresh coat of paint everywhere. Let's update our, our speakers and sound system. Let's update our TVs. Let's get a little bit, you know, some new bars in here, things like that. And, okay. you know, I can advocate and fight for those things all day, but I think we've got to come up with solutions ourselves. Um, and that's one thing, like I told them, Hey, I want to be involved on the, the school's day of giving, like, let me get in on that campaign. Let me talk to some boosters. Yeah. Let me train somebody. I'll, I'll personal train somebody if that's what it takes. Like, oh yeah. I'll, take, take one of those boosters kids under your wing for a couple months. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'll have a blast doing that. Let's do it. So, yeah. um, and then, and there's some other projects too. It's, you know, I want to long-term improve our nutrition program here. You know, we have a small budget right now. It's, you know, chocolate milk and some protein bars here and there. Um, it's one of those things I want to blow that up. And, and I have some connections in the area and it's like, okay, like let's, let's get this approved. And, you know, with a state school, some things just take a little bit longer than others. So I want to yeah. get that going. Um, we got a guy, this guy, Mark Murphy, again, put him on the podcast. We'll see if he answers. Mark Murphy. Uh, all right. Murphy is a URI grad. He is a uh, physical therapist in, in uh, right over the border of Massachusetts, but he loves Rhode Island so much. He comes down and volunteers two days a week to work with our post-surgical cases. So we had a couple of guys, football players, for example, had surgery um, during preseason. He would come down and do, you know, physical therapy with them two days a week and then tell the athletic trainers, Hey, for the other three days, let's do this, this, this. Um, and he's a phenomenal resource. He gets it. He understands like, you know, rehab and training pretty much go hand in hand. Like you can't rehab soft and then come back and just instantly train hard. Like you got to rehab right. hard to want to get back. So we're fighting to get him bumped off. I would love to be, have him in the building every day. Um, that's one of those things to talk about. And, and, you know, I'll keep fighting for it because he's a great guy. I think he deserves it. And I think he would do so much for not just like one or two teams here, but any, anytime we have a post-surgical case, having an expert that can sit there and talk about, Hey, like, here's the benchmarks we need to get to. Once he gets to those benchmarks, athletic training, you guys can do this in the meantime, strength conditioning, you can do this. Um, when he gets back on onto the field, Scott, let's do this. And then after that, he'll get this treatment. And then at some point we'll mix him back into practice. So um, we have that, we started that. I want to keep building that. I want to keep pushing on that. Um, and then there's, there's, I want to get a little bit of, of some sort of, um, like a mental skills coach um, okay. on the road. I would love to see that. That's one of those things I started talking another person for the podcast, Jamie Mraz. Let's see if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> He's a, a mental skills coach out in Boston. And, you know, I started having conversations with him and I think down the road, I would love, I would love to kind of build a relationship and get that going um, of, Hey, like, you know, performance anxiety or mental imagery or things like that. Um, we have a good relationship on campus, we have a um, um, psychology department. So it's it's a pretty cool resource where all the all the doctoral students of psychology 
can provide counseling um, to any students on campus. So we have a resource there. If you do need counseling, we can help get people over there um, and get the help they need. But it's one of those things where it's, it's not sports specific. Um, it's, it's, it's a barrier of entry. You know, you got to sign up for an appointment, you gotta get somebody over there. You got to, you know, you got to sit down and have, whereas if we had somebody in the building, I think we'd have a, a little bit easier approach. And I think it would relate more to our student athletes. So um, like I said, I'm going to be here until I retire unless something crazy happens. So yeah, right. <laughs> keep knocking on these doors until all the doors open up. There you go. Now, nah, good stuff, man. It sounds like, you're, you know, taking everything on head on, man. It's great, great shit, man. Good leadership from you, man. That's what it sounds like, man. You just got, you got, you got the foresight of, of a great leader and you just, the execution needs to get there at some point. You'll get it. You'll get it. You sound like a fighter. Gotta be. Definitely, man. Well, listen, coach, man. Hey, I appreciate you getting on the podcast, man. This is great stuff. But I, I also got to ask you one last question before I get you out of here, man. Hit me. You can't say physical therapist. All right. You can't say teacher. All right. If you were not a strength coach, what else would you be oh, already, in life? I already, I listened to Pat Basil. Let's see if he listens to the podcast. I listened to his podcast the other day. <laughs> and I've, I've always thought about this. If I could go back and do it all over again, um, it sounds crazy, but I would love to go back and train to be an astronaut. Completely different oh, field. Oh, shit. Okay. Because it's too late. You know what I mean? By the time you're like 17, 18, it's too late. You should have been training. You should have been thinking about this. You should have been. Because that's, I feel like the combination of everything, you got to be in great physical shape, but then at the same time, there's so much mental processing and things that go in involved in that. And then uh-huh. percentage of people in this, in this world ever to have left this planet is so few and thin. Um, it's one of those things like you're a complete package if you're an astronaut. So that's awesome. It's too late for me, man. But if I go back and do it all over again, that'd be, that'd be what I would. Yeah. It, it ain't too late. Cause uh, what's his name over there? Uh, the guy who owns Virgin, what's his name? Oh, he, you know, he paid his way up there. Though. That's- yeah, that's all you got to <laughs> that's all you got to do. <laughs> that's, 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 that's awesome. And you know what? I I, I probably would be like, I, I love watching space stuff at nighttime. Like my, my wife thinks I'm insane. Like I turn on stuff like, you know, uh, space voyages at nighttime. That's what I've, all I fall asleep to. And sometimes I'll stay up to like two in the morning just watching stuff about, you know, Jupiter and Mars and whatnot. But cool stuff, man. I asked her now, man. Yeah, I like man. that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's awesome stuff. Well, Scott, man, appreciate you getting on the podcast, bro. This is good stuff. Yeah, it was great stuff, man. Appreciate you having me. Don't forget to go to my website, coachgeograssi.com. Become a subscriber so you can get your 20% off any Thorn product. Thanks for listening.